when I'm on, they gon' have questions for me. What them bad hoes like? Can you bless me, homie? Did you buy the We're back. Back to even. It is May 5th, 2023. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I hope you all are having an outstanding Friday. I feel like that is just the universe coming together, telling you to have an amazing weekend and, you know, have some fun, get nuts, and get back to even, right? That's what we're here for. We're here to here to keep you moving in the right direction, uh, hopefully bring you up if you had a, had a down week, but also keep you riding if you're rolling. You know what I'm saying? Um, as always... I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jeff. Happy to be here. Excited to be here. It's been a long day. I have had a ton going on, which I will share. But I am joined, as always, by the beautiful, brilliant, well-spoken, gravelly voiced. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. 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 Hey, Ben. Oh, Ben. 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 Mr. Bennett Semp, how in the absolute hell are you doing, my brother? What up, Jeff Ray? I'm living, dude. Here. Oh, did you crack one? Crisp. I did. This is one of the last three Bushlight apples that I will ever have in my life, and I'm going to have them all night probably with you. So pour one out for the homies. Just kidding. Pour it down your throat. Yeah, down the gullet. Suck that shit down. Uh, I got about 18 left, and I'm savoring them. Um, as I mentioned, it's been a long day, right? Uh, I, yeah. I recorded a pot at 3, went to uh, 5, at practice for Jack at 5.30, and ran, that ran till 7. 7.45, jumped on a pod <laughs> with my boys uh, from college, did about a two-and-a-half-hour Recording there, jumped off that, went pee. We're back on this. So I'm not drinking bush apple tonight. I'm just drinking the the, the tried and true, the classic, the bush, the bush light, the bush latte. Uh but we are fucking it. rolling, my man. I don't know about you. Yeah, I am. I've had a good week. Uh great week. First week of spring ball coming to an end today. Uh well mm. with today when it comes out Friday. So it's been a good week, man. Um, juiced up to be back in the groove of, of coaching ball and hell yeah, happen off a Thursday night, Friday morning with you. So let's do it, my man. Excited, excited to hear your pod with your dogs. Also, shout out you got a lot of good feedback on our pod this week. Yeah, that was fun. Always fun. Yeah. Like, did you listen? I know, like, I don't know about you. Um, we've we've briefly touched on it you talked talk, talked about it with ton um i don't listen really to much that we do anymore um did you listen to that one because i did yeah no i haven't yet i my plan is to listen to it tomorrow i had to get caught up had different drive time schedules i just try to listen in the car um i'm listening to mine again just in like two times speed just to make sure that it sounds good i felt like after i said that with ton like hey and then I was really, I listened to him. I'm like, man, you can tell you don't listen to you talk anymore. Cause you're so, I'm so much less aware again of my ums and ahs and you know, sure. my, my crutch words, I guess. Right. So yeah. I haven't, I'm excited, but I appreciate all the good feedback. A lot of people 
appreciated our vulnerability from two manly men. So that was, <laughs> that was dope, uh, to hear that. Um, so no, dude, it was good. Uh, I've heard. So I, I know it was good cause I did it once too. Right. So I lived it, um, yeah. but I'll listen again tomorrow. So I'm 100%, excited, man. Like I enjoyed the hell out of doing it. Um, listening back, I was like pissed at myself, uh, because I, I felt like I was coming across super slow. Um, and there I am saying the ums, thinking about the words I was saying, but I was trying to be very like intentional in what we were talking yeah. about because it was a different, it was a change of pace for us, right? Where we weren't right. doing the normal yickety yak, yuckety yuck. And we right. were having a like, like on it, we were honestly like talking about the journey and you know, some of the struggles that we were being on and I listened to it and I was fired the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though I had already lived the conversation, I was just listening to it, just being like, God damn, like, oh, it was so much fun, like talking to another dude about this stuff. And um, so for me to you, you know, honestly, like, thanks for asking me to be on that again, because it was, it was a bit of a reset. And I know like you had told me a little bit you know, like when you had started that, like you really appreciated kind of how that helped you reset a little bit. And I know for me, it, it really helped me kind of just speaking aloud, like my priorities and what I hope to accomplish and, and all those things. And, you know, we don't do that enough, you know? So right. I, man, that was, it, even though I, even though I said it, like hearing it back, it was just, it was super, it was super impactful, even to myself living it the second time. Yeah. So yeah, man. Fuck yep. yeah. I'm juice. So appreciate y'all, but yeah, man, that was good. It's good stuff. It so was. I'm excited. It was. Go us. Go. Hey, look at us. We're doing it. You know, we're doing it. Who would have thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? You and I, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Just, just, you know, press and record, push and publish, you know, all that shit, man. Like, I, I've had some interesting moments this week. Like, I know we kind of like vaguely uh, discuss like, hey, what, what we're going to talk about. But I don't know about you, man. Like, for me, life is a bit of a show prep in some respects. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned a while ago that my kids are in a play. Yeah. Right. And it's a funny story because. I, so I love Luke Combs. Like I love his music. I think like it speaks to me in a lot of sense. I love his story. I love his journey. Uh, Ross DJ'd his wedding. Um, so there's yep. a two degree of separation there. And I, so like he's coming to Minnesota. I'm super jacked. I'm like, gotta go. Gotta fucking go. Right. And so I buy tickets like nine months ago. And yeah. Jen asked the kids you guys want to be in a play? It's the Lion King. Solid theatrical uh, performance, potentially. And so, you know, they go yeah. through the tryouts. We don't, but unfortunately, when she, shines, when she signs them up, we don't know what date the, the performance, and I put that in quotations, sure. is going to be. Um, they go, you know, we sign them up. We pay the money. They're committed. They go through the auditions. We find out the performance is Saturday, May 13th at 7 p.m. 
the same time as Luke Combs concert at US Bank Stadium. Yeah. And I am fucking livid. Like in in my head. Yeah. I, I I tell Jen, I'm like, God, Jen, you know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna end up happening? Is the concert's gonna be the same day as the as the performance. And our kids are gonna be like a tree in the background. But as a you yeah. know, as a parent, you gotta be there. Sure yeah. shit, they do their auditions. We get their their cast roles. Uh, my son, and I'm gonna let you guess. My son is a Jack is probably a hyena. He's a zebra. <laughs> oh. He is a zebra. And guess what Jocelyn is? It would make sense if she was a monkey because she's a ninja warrior. That would make sense. Unfortunately, she is grass. Wow. Yeah. Who knew grass was an active member of a cast in a play? Well... Couple things there. <laughs> Number one, super proud for Jack and Josh jumping on the stage. Ain't hey. easy. Used to do it when I was a kid. Correct. Man, I was in speech. I was in the plays. You know, basically punching a ticket to Hollywood. Yep. Best child actor ever is what they they titled me at the time. Shout right? out. Yep. Um, but I never was grass. Um, and I don't, I never was in a play where somebody was grass either. Yeah. Uh, I think this is kind of like the, the inclusivity culture coming to head there where it's like, well, we got to have everybody that tried out had be something. Correct. And they were like, what's this little girl? She's going to be grass. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you can catch Luke on another time. Yeah, I'm gonna hopefully. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, right? It's uh, it's a tough defeat. Um, you know, I put a lot of money into those Luke Combs tickets. <laughs> yeah, no, I, they're not cheap. No, they are not. Um, small silver lining. Uh, so I had four seats on the floor, and sold them for triple what I paid for them. Love that. So that's not a bad return. I'll be honest. No. That being said, I would much rather go see Luke Combs than have the money yeah. that I got back in return. Um, Cause I'm just not sure how engaged I'm going to be with grass and a zebra. Man, I yeah, love my kids. You know, you love them, though. I love right? my kids, so. yeah. And I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to cheer, and all that stuff. But, man, would have much rather heard beer never broke my heart. Not going to lie. Amen. Not going to lie. Amen. Not going to lie. So, that kind of happened this week. Yeah, that's... I've been holding on to that story for a while. I finally sold the tickets, so that, that was kind of a nice little conclusion to that. But been holding on to that for a while. Yep. I would say, you know, hey, uh, being you made triple, come on down. Hey. Uh, you know, but tough story. 
it's a world tour and he's going to most of the world and not America right now. So right. I'm sure when he gets back this winter, there'll be more stuff, but I just looked it up to see. And literally after he goes from Minneapolis to Boise, two stops in Canada, Kansas city, St. Louis, Tampa, Charlotte, Foxborough, Philly. And then he goes to New Zealand. Yep. And then looks like four or five shows, six, seven, eight, nine shows actually in Australia, then Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, the Netherlands, France, Switzerland, Belgium, Ireland, Scotland, England. Then that's the end of the tour. So, yep. um, Sorry, bud. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal now. Um, But in a weird twist, right? Hear me out, and this, we're going to tie this together. Jack has gotten into wrestling of late. Amen. Okay. So on Monday, we're going up to put the put the kids to bed. And Jack, you know, he starts talking in a baby voice, which I always stop him. And I'm like, son, listen, when you when you turn to that voice, I know you want something. And you think you're, like, being cute. Just talk to me. Tell me what's up. He's yeah. like, all right, Dad. Here's the deal. I know what I want to do with the money I've saved. And he's got, yeah, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks from birthdays, Christmas, you know, doing lemonade stands, you know, stuff like that. And he's like, here's what I here's what I want to do. This is Monday, mind you. Uh, May first. He's like, Can we go to and I, I forget the name of it, like backlash? Presented by Bad Bunny. Which is this weekend in Puerto Rico. Which is this weekend in Puerto <laughs> fucking Rico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's... So, obviously, like, not dialed in on the WWE schedule as of right now, yeah, right? We'll get there. Not dialed in yet. You know, I'm like, well, what's that? And he's like... uh. Well, it's, you know, it's the next uh, pay-per-view event, blah, blah. And so I look it up. I'm like, Jackson, that's Saturday. It's Monday, son. And he's like, well, you know, mom and Jocelyn could, like, hang out at the beach while we go to the, the show. I'm like, how much money do you have? And he's like, I, you know, like that's, it's, I'm like, I, you're not going to be able to cover this trip, son. You can't float that. <laughs> and he's like, well, it, it's warm there, dad. I'm like, I know it is, son. I know. Uh, it's going to warm up here. I'm like, look, dude, uh, I hate to burst your bubble. You know, three days notice to fly to an island. I know it's still technically part of the United States. Um, it's a territory. But, man, that's a lot for mom and dad to kind of, like, figure out with two, three days notice. And I'm not yeah. sure I'm not sure you got the funds. Uh, <laughs> he's like, well, can you look up a flight? And so I look up a flight. You know, four day notice flight to Puerto Rico. It's like thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, easy, easy, easy. Like, yeah, dude. I'm, yeah. You know, I hate to break. I, I hate to burst your bubble, but you know, four tickets plus plus tickets to the event. Uh, I do not think you can cover that, buddy. And so then we started looking up, and what do you know? WWE Raw. Yep. Coming to Minneapolis, August 7th. August 7th. Yeah, so I we, just looked it up. I was going to tell you. We started looking at seats, and I'm like, hey, man, 
in a weird twist of fate, your dad does not get to see Luke Combs, but pretty sure your fucking WWE Raw tickets are covered. Yeah. So we're going to an event August 7th, my brother. Hell yeah, dude. That's sweet. You uh did you buy you bought the tickets already then? Uh not yet. I'm gonna wait a little bit. See kind of where the okay. price goes. You know, if I see him spike, I'm gonna jump on him quick. Um Yeah. Yeah. But we're I'm definitely in. Fuck yeah. it, man. He's he's showing some interest in it. And like every morning he wakes up, he runs downstairs and we have like kind of like two rooms and on our main level that you could watch TV and Jocelyn's watching. I don't know, you know, something on Disney plus and he goes into the, the other room and he fires up Peacock and he watches old episodes of raw backlash, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Hell yeah. Royal rumble, you name it. Like he's just, he's in, Boy, he's hooked. he is, Boy, he is hooked. hooked. He is hooked so much, so much. Uh, he told me that Logan Paul is born April 1st in Ohio and you instantly become famous if you're born in Ohio, because it's also the meme state. Mm, interesting. Don't know if you knew that. So, I didn't. Shout out Jack. Jack's got a lot of good fun facts. He does. He's got that curiosity bone in him. He's got that. So that's he's a, cool. He's a fun fact machine. Um. So are you guys watching Backlash on Saturday night then? Oh, for sure. For sure, man. We're okay. hooked. Might not, might not be all of it. Uh, we might finish it Sunday morning. You know, boys got a bedtime. Sure, mom and dad got to yeah. hang out. You know, so right. That'll yeah. be cool. It's pretty. That's it's cool, dude. It's been uh, it's been interesting to see him get like super invested in the drama that is WWE. It's fun. It's fun stuff, especially when you don't know that it's fake yet, and mm-hmm. even then, it's still fun. So. Good for Jack. I'm excited. For sure. Hopefully he gets to see some of his guys win, though, because boy had a tough start to SummerSlam, and he was not going to be a <laughs> or WrestleMania, and he was not going to be a wrestling fan. So No, he was ready to turn it off. said, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it <is. laughs> I, the, I mean, I know we touched on it, but Jack's whole, why don't they just look at the replay? You know, like, no. <laughs> it's not how it works, bud. But in reality, like, I had to give him, like, props. So smart. You know, he watches football. They check the replay. Why can't we check the replay, Dad? I'm like, "Uh, well, you know, it's all part of the the plan. I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't know what to say. Don't do that in wrestling. Oh, that's great. That's great, dude. Didn't know what to say. I love it. Yeah, so how the hell have you been, Bennett? First week's been good, first week dude. fall ball or spring ball is over. What's good in yeah. your world? That life, everything, dude. Just living the dream. Like I said, man, it's uh it's a good time. I'm excited. Juiced up, got a lot of good things cooking. World seems to be going crazy, but we're still here and it's all that matters, right? So how's the squad? I'm doing all right. How's Probably state championship, 5A, 5A state champs. Fucking Maybe crack right. into the open division. Who knows? Fucking A, right? Who knows? Shout out. Got a lot of dudes. Got a lot of dudes. It's been fun. Been fun to see their willingness to want to learn a new offense and mm-hmm. 
turn their brains on and stress them out in situations and join a new staff and prove myself. It's just been fun, man. It's been a fun, fun week of coaching for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. That's yes, awesome. sir. Um, so something I saw this week that I figured you would appreciate. Okay. In 2024. So in January ish, ish of 2024, we are going to get five days of meaningful, essentially playoff level football. How excited are you for that? Super juiced, actually, when they <clears throat> announced the like structure of the college football yes. playoffs. That's going to be sweet. Um, it's just going to be so cool, man. It's like, yeah, it's just going to be sweet. I also love that it's like the top six conference champions and they're not just like not automatically one through six. So like they ranked it off. Like, so like the fifth is obviously the at large from like the group of five. If they're, I'm sure they have to be undefeated. It's not like the best group of five champion could be eight and four and they're going to make the the tournament. But yeah, it's going to be, I don't know, man, it's going to be sweet. Uh, I just like, especially the first couple rounds where you're going to have playoff football at college stadiums Mm -hmm. in, I mean, just imagine, you know, Florida state going to Ohio state and having to play in the snow or Michigan, you know, it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. So I'm excited. It's going to do a lot of things for, for the teams like the Gophers. I think it's going to help a lot because you got a shot. You know, they could be a top 12 team in the nation. They were not too long ago, um, 2019. They finished the season at 10, and uh, yeah, man, they they could be there. Yeah. So, so the, you know, we're talking 2024, 2025 season, right? So in January of 2025, it'll look something like this. Thursday, right, like January 9th, college semifinal. Yeah. Friday, January 10th, college semifinal. Two NFL postseason games on Saturday, January 11th. Three NFL postseason games on Sunday, January 12th. And then one on Monday, January 13th. Yeah. That would be, oh my God, dude. Like, I'm getting movement down south. Yeah. Just thinking about it. Just thinking about all the action. It's, it's going to be an incredible time. All the parlays. going to be sweet. All the parlays. All the parlays. Boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can't wait. No, I'm juiced. I'm so juiced. It's going to be a fun time. I also am already sick of the people talking about, well, they're still college kids. Well, basically not. They're college-age kids. All right? Yeah. So. Come on. Don't worry about that. Um, somebody was talking about them having to play in two different semesters. Those kids don't go to school. They all they all do online stuff now anyways. So they figured that out during COVID. They hardly are in a classroom. So yeah. they are. don't prof- worry about the kids. They're professional athletes now. Well, technically, I mean, yeah, they're all NIL deals. They're all getting paid. Correct. I mean, I saw like the women's the women's deal, and LSU has four of the highest paid women athletes, not just in in college athletics, but in all of athletics. For sure. Like, Livy Dunn, she's a gymnast at LSU. She's making three point some million dollars in NIL. 
Correct. A year. Correct. Good for her. That angel, angel, whatever the 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 big stud basketball player. She's mm-hmm. at like one point something. Yep. Then they got that girl from Louisville. She's coming in making six hundred k a year. Yeah. That Caitlin Clark at Iowa is at like seven and a half thousand, like or seven hundred fifty thousand, whatever. It's just it's insane dollar amounts. Mm-hmm. What a setup to life. Like that's the right thing. Everybody. I mean, people only talk about the football players. Like. Shout out those girls. Shout out everybody. That's huge. How about those, uh, what, right. what are they, the, the fucking Cavender twins from Miami? Oh, they, they and they're going to be in the WWE. They, that's what yeah. they said. That's what they're doing. So Good for them, right? Like, good for, for, good sure. for all of them, right? Like, capitalize, Absolutely. monetize, you know, uh, and fucking perform. Good for you guys. Yeah. Proud of you. I will say I listen to a lot of college football radio, and Rick Neuheisel had the line of the week. He's like, it is not name, image. NIL does not stand for name, image, and likeness. It stands for now it's legal. And I was like, all right. Oh, all right, Rick. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I love it. Hell yeah. I love man. it. That's perfect. Perfect. Good for you, yeah, Rick. Good for you, Rick. Because, like, I've seen a lot of these old heads. Um. You know, talking about it and like the transfer portal and all that bullshit that comes along with it and like how it's it's just so different now and all this. So good for him, right? Like to be that guy who's like, look, it's it's been going on for sure. Now it's just legal for sure. You know, and yeah, it is what it is. Adapt and overcome. You know, yeah. if, if you're the college, or die. correct. Like, either get with the fucking program or, you know, shout at the fucking moon like an old man. Good for you. That's right. 10,000. I love it. That's what's up. I'm with it. I'm, I'm all in. Um, I don't know. You probably have other things. I got something I want to touch on. What about old, uh, here's why I want to bring it up. Because if this guy's brother wasn't the highest paid quarterback of all time, nobody would know who he is in the sports world. Just going off about old Jackson Mahomes getting arrested. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care either way. I don't know what he was arrested for, but I just saw it. Sexual assault. Um. Oh, okay. So then, it's, yeah, good. Yeah, I hope he sits in jail for a while. Yeah. So fuck it. When do you think Patrick Mahomes divorces his wife and just tells his brother to never come to anything again? Well, I'm not sure what divorcing his wife has to do with anything. Have you not seen her at Chiefs games? I know there's a, a Chiefs super fan that listens to this pod every once in a while. Maybe he could tell you about her. But uh, she's annoying. She's top five worst humans of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. When they won the AFC championship okay. one time, she was like spraying champagne out of the box yeah. all over people. It's like six okay. degrees out. Okay. Yeah. Terrible human. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to comment on his wife because uh, I don't know. I don't know Pat Mahomes, right? Um, so maybe that's his person. Okay, but with respect to his brother, the fact that he hasn't fucking killed his brother yet shocks yeah. me. Right? It, it, dude, I'm your goddamn meal ticket. Shut the fuck right. up. Just shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, do you you will n- and it's so wild to think that that dude cuz you know cuz it was always kind of like this kitschy little and he was weird 
trying to be like TikTok famous, but nobody would have right. given a f- a flying fuck about him had he not been Patrick Mahomes's brother, right? Like he wasn't Correct. he wasn't trend setting. He wasn't breaking molds and like creating this really captivating content. He was just doing all the shit everybody else was doing, but people watched right. it because he was Patrick Mahomes' brother. And right. I, I just, could you imagine like Michael Jordan's brother being that no big of a fucking douche? That's what I'm saying. It's like, we've never had a, there's never been like a sports icon like this whose brother or a family member gets like this much media attention. And it's just like unbelievable, all of it. And it's like, it's every year though. Like last year or the year before he took friends to some place in Kansas city. And he's like, do you know who I am? Cause they wouldn't seat him at a table cause they were full and he didn't make a reservation. And then they put this thing out on Facebook. It's like, you're nobody, your brother. They like called him out at big time on this thing. And they're Fuck like, yeah. you're never welcomed here again. And like, how embarrassing Absolutely. is that to go through? Absolutely. Like good. I'm Pat Mahomes. I'm pissed. Shout out to that fucking restaurant. Like good for them to not like thinking like, Oh my God, we got a kowtow to this pissy little shit. You know, fuck off, yeah. dude. You aren't shit. You haven't done shit. Right. Quit, quit pretending you are, you know. Um, right. And especially when you couple it with, like, now where he's at and what has occurred. And I don't know if you've seen the video, man. This guy. No. Holy shit, Ben. I, like, watch this shit. Um, I don't know how Pat – I don't know how Pat Mahomes doesn't, like, Honestly, like, walk up to him and just knock his fucking ass out. Like, he's 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 essentially sexually assaulting a woman, and she is like making very, making it very clear she does she wants nothing to do with it, and he just keeps coming back. Like, oh man, makes my blood fucking boil. Like, yeah. Oh, I hope I again. I just I don't understand how if you're Patrick Mahomes, you haven't told this guy to completely just fuck off like fuck off delete your phone uh throw it away live with a landline i will pay you a million dollars a year go away right go away you are making my life impossibly hard for no reason oh i just don't get it absolutely it's nuts too because they always talk like Every year, it's always interesting to kind of, and they post the videos of the rookie symposium, and they bring back guys who have like gone through stuff, right? Like gone broke or whatever it is, and they're like, "Yeah, you got to cut off everybody," and they're like, "I don't care," like everybody is out to use you, and in sure. some way or form, like everybody, everything changes now because you have a ton of money. And it, I mean, his dad was obviously a professional athlete, but. It's just so crazy to like actually see that shit. And everybody hated Aaron Rodgers because he cut off his family. Maybe he was a smart one, you know? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Aggravated sexual battery. Yeah. Is what he was charged with or suspicion of. But I mean, the video is crazy. 
Um, I shouldn't say it's crazy, but it's aggressive, and it's just like, come on, dude. Get over right. yourself. Get over yourself. Yeah. Which is too bad because, like, there is a Minnesota Twins connection. Yep. Shout out. Shout out, Pat Mahomes. For sure, dude. For sure. Um, you remember him playing for the Twins? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I was a small child, probably. If you were even alive. Well, Patrick was alive, so I know I was, because they got baby pictures in the Metrodome. Hold on. That's always been a thing. Let's look this up. Pat Mahomes, American baseball player. I want to look up when he played for the Twins. Oh, he did go into 2003. Okay. Yep. That was 12. You're lucky. So. Made his debut in 92. Yep, so I was already alive. I've witnessed both their careers, technically. Right on. Uh, but he was traded in 96, so you don't remember him. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Oh, crazy. I did not. Crazy. See, see, papi. That's for Cinco de Mayo. Shout out, Cinco. You drinking a cerveza? Uh, right now, yeah, I am. I probably will tomorrow. I have a couple. Noise. Noise. Yep. Dude, I got a fucking yeah. 3.30 meeting on a Friday that's going to last till Friday. Or 5.30. Sorry. Wow. Yep. A whole week long meeting, dude? Yep. 3.30 to that's 5.30. terrible. I know. Yeah, I misspoke. My apologies. 3.30 to 5.30. And I'll tell you what. Not much makes me angrier. I don't like to work now, past like there is two o'clock on a Friday. Yeah, I think that's like a like standard operating procedure in like most professional jobs. Like you know, yeah, unless you work like a storefront or whatever, and it's open till five, or you're in a corporate office till five. Like anybody else, like especially in sales, yeah, two o'clock. That's pushing it. Hundred percent. That's the. You want to be you want to be closing that laptop at two o'clock on a Friday, 100%. for sure. I kind of think like this. Everything. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about fifteen minutes of real, actual work. Generally, how I feel, and man, when I saw that invite come across and I couldn't decline it because it was from a client, I was like, "Oh, come on, man! Come on, man! What are we doing here, folks?" You technically, you, you could have. I couldn't. It's it's like you could have said, "Hey, my daughter is playing grass in the Lion King, and I gotta go." <laughs> I'm sorry, it starts at four o'clock. Unfortunately, it's like two with a couple of commas after it. Uh, were like dollars worth of a deal, so I had to. I had to say yes. <laughs> That's fair. Frustrating. That's fair. Then 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 you gotta adjust. You know, it's the life of a sales rep, right? Uh, or somebody that's right. in sales. <laughs> uh, what else you got, dude? Um, so today is May the 4th as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. You big on puns? You big pun guy like that? You post anything about Star Wars on any of your socials because it's May the 4th? I did not. 
I know of the May the 4th be with you pun. What do you got? Yeah. Let me yeah, hear I don't it. either. It's just, I just saw it all over Twitter this morning. I was like, it's so dumb. That is so dumb. I hate those. I just, one, I think you got to be a Star Wars nerd, like those Disney adults we were talking about, losers. Um, yeah, dude, I just don't like it. Just be a normal person, you know? It's just May 4th. Like, <laughs> just like tomorrow's May 5th. Like, it's not, I mean, I live in Phoenix, so there's probably some popping parties. Let's be real. Um, for but, sure. It's a reason yeah, to celebrate. You I know. mean, like, look, you got to look for any reason to celebrate life. Life's hard. Um, and shout out to one of my buddies from high school. Uh, he got sent a May the 4th be with you picture from a girl who was wearing a stormtrooper helmet and nothing else. And nothing else. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I bet she's fun at parties, huh? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right? Like, it's kind of like, okay. I can get behind that level of enthusiasm for a May the 4th pun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose that's cool, but at the same time, I would be like, well, you got the brain of a child, so. Maybe. I don't know, dude. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, not my thing, but whatever helps you get through yeah. this, this crazy thing that is life and gets you. Here it is. Back to even. I'm all for it. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, everybody takes all kinds of kinds, right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, dude. I just, you know, nerds. Shout nerds. out, nerds. Uh, the last thing, though, is I watched a video on it this morning, and it's probably the most mind-blowing sports thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. As of last weekend... John Rahm has already broke the single season earnings record for the PGA Tour. And he has three major events left and four elevated events. That was that's insane, dude. Go ahead. That was what? I was gonna say that was the full season record. Yeah. Four, it was like 13 point some, and then like last weekend, whatever he won last weekend, he ended with like he's he's at like 14.41 million dollars already Jeez. this year. God, dudes, next level, man. He really is, yeah. Oh, it's funny, yeah. Obviously, we bet on it last weekend. Shout out me, pat on my back. I'm the fucking best. Yeah, you are. But, you know, he was the favorite being like eight back. And he still came in second. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. He's, yeah, he's just dialed in. And I love that, like, him and Finau um, fucking practice together now. Yeah. Because I love both of them. I think they're both fucking awesome. Right. And uh, Rom has been on. Uh, the foreplay pod a couple times and he's talked yeah. about like how like some of these social you know norms within golf and how they're you know, he thinks they're fucking stupid and like why can't he get pissed off especially when him getting pissed off fucking helps and right 
I love Finau and like love his story and love like hearing his journey and how like he's such a like this family dude and he wins this tournament and then four hours later he's out there caddying for his kids right like he's such a genuine and like good relatable dude and like they both live in Arizona so they practice together and it's like iron fucking sharpens iron and yeah they're neighbors of mine shout out Ben right like get out there (laughs) Get Ty out there. Get him on the course with those fuckers. Like, let's get Ty on the fucking tour. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a Ty and I have a good connection uh with the pro at uh, Scottsdale National. So um we're he he gives us a lowdown a lot. Um uh, shout out Whitey. But uh yeah, it's pretty intense stuff, dude. What yeah. was that face for? Uh, you know. What's that nickname for? That's his name. It's not a nickname. His name is Whitey? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if that's so, like fortunate or unfortunate. I don't even know what to say. It's just kind of like. But he <laughs> he's the pro here at Scottsdale National. Okay. Uh, and then goes back, goes back to... Uh, the Hamptons and at the big course out there. I don't, I don't know. I'm blanking Jeez. on it, but he's here through me. What a fucking famous fuck goes to the Hamptons. Yeah, no, yeah. He's tight. Um, he's, he's, he's going to be on the GPY and M pod and he <laughs> seems to believe that he can get John Rahm on that pod too. So he's, uh, he's wow. like, I mean, he is, it's, it's in the golf world. He's the real deal, especially with the guys deal. out here. So, Shit. Can I just like yeah. can I just conference in and listen? Yeah. I'd like to be there sure. live and like text your questions. Like, hey, ask him about this. <laughs> yeah. No. For yeah, sure. That'd be insane. So, no, I just I think it's just nuts, dude. A lot of those guys that they live out here near Greyhawk and then go up north mm-hmm. to the national and uh obviously this is like golf capital of the world, but it is just insane when you dedicate your life to anything like that, how good you can be. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. He's, mean, he's dialed the fuck in. Right. Um, you know, the record in and of, in and of itself is, uh, I don't know. Um, it holds less weight just because they've added money of late to it. Right. Like Scotty, Scotty's last year oh, felt for sure. very significant because these elevated events weren't a thing yet. Um, right. So, and I'm not trying to discount John Rom's playing ability. Like he is fire is shit right now. Um, yes. But you know, like golly, golly, what the fuck is golly? Golly. G Wilkers. Jeez Louise. Holy cats. Um, what would Tiger have done? Right? Like just grab a year uh, from him in, prime. in 01, 02, 03, somewhere in there, and how many events he was winning along with the majors, how much money would he have won with today's purses? I'd be curious. Yeah. You know, I'd I mean, be- even Tiger now, if they let him take a card, if he if he chooses to do card exemption, I think he'd do well, make a ton of money. Well, for sure, for sure, he would definitely be competing. I, I look, 
healthy leg aside tiger right i i don't think he's competing week in and week out with rom right now uh, yeah probably not just but you compare him to back then when tiger was in his prime he probably is yeah i'm, I'm looking this up his best stretch um, stretch of golf. It's giving me his fucking stretching routine. I don't give a shit. Yeah, sometimes Google's so smart that it's dumb, you know? 100%. Five hot, the hottest five event stretches of the modern PGA Tour. We're going to look this up. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, this is from 80, 1983 to 2020. Number one through eight are Tiger Woods. Number nine is, yeah. ti- is Rory. Then it's Tiger. Then Jason Day. Then Tiger. So in 06, his first event was the Open Championship. His last event was the Deutsche Bank. Five events. Five wins. Jesus. He's a freak. In 01, Bay Hill to the Memorial. Four events, five wins. 2000, U.S. Open to PGA Championship. Three events, three wins. Or five events, three wins. Tiger, And then 07, PGA to Buick. Four wins. Oh, my God. This dude is fire. Yeah. He just, again, so I'd just be curious when you compare the money from then to now. Like, what would his, like, when he won the Tiger Slam? Yeah. Right? Come on. There's no way. No, he's, he's a freak. For sure. For I'm sure. with you. He would have he would have shattered it by far. 100%. It wouldn't even have been close. I just think that in all reality, we are. I mean, really, the kickoff to the season. I know it's early February, but we'll call it what it is: the first elevated event. It's WM. That was Super Bowl weekend. Sure, we're under ninety days past that. Yeah. And he's broke the record. Yeah. hundred percent. We just like, I get the money's more, but it's just like, I just heard that. I was like, holy shit. Like just to speak how, like you said, how dialed in that guy is. For sure. He has been dominant. I'm not trying to do like downplay his ability. He's been the betting favorite almost every fucking week. Cause he's that guy right now. Yeah, he really is. And like, he I, is him. <laughs> Look at you being relevant. He is fucking him. I know. Um, one of the cooler things I thought, like with respect to that, was you're seeing like these interviews and or comments pop up from like Phil Mickelson, like yeah. nine, ten years ago, when Rom was in college at ASU, where his brother was the coach, yeah. and he played yeah. one practice round with John Rom and he said 
that guy is going to be a top 10 player in the world, like within a year. And apparently there's like some story where he made a bet with a dude for a significant amount of money that I would never bet that he would. And Rom did it. It's crazy. Like he just saw it, you know, 10 years ago, this guy's got mad skill. He's going to put it all together one day. And he really had, like, he's always been this like sleeping dragon in this last year he has fucking awoken and he is yeah. dialed in dialed in yeah i mean his first wm open he was an amateur and he got sixth dude jeez it comes in guy can't even get paid money and he get, gets gets sixth you know Crazy. so it's just unreal he's a freak of nature that's Shout out to Spaniards. Yeah, I got, I, I want to look this up. Uh, John Rom bet. With Phil or the Phil bet? Yeah. Yeah, Phil's got some money to burn. He likes to gamble. My favorite Phil Mickelson story is the Jake Owen, the with the first, the first match where they charged pay per view for it, where it was thirty bucks him versus Tiger, okay. and they made like five birdies the entire day, and Jake Owen was like, "Hey, you owe me twenty nine ninety nine back or something," and he gave, he gave Jake Owen a hundred dollar bill at a party and said, "Here, you can have this. I made seventy thousand of these yesterday." <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Tough look. For sure. Um, yeah, so Colt Nost, who was a commentator, um, challenged Phil about, like, ROM. And Mickelson said, like, ROM would be top ten within a year. And he, this dude was a, he was a PGA Tour pro at the time. He, and he was like, I'll take that claim or bet. And it was like a two to one odds. Um, and it was like a crazy claim because he was, he had just turned pro. So to get up to top, top 10 was insane. And this dude, yeah, this Colt Nose dude had told everyone about it. And all these other pros were like, totally, you know how hard it is to get to top 10? It's insane. Um, sure enough. So he started up, he started out as after the 2016 U.S. Open at number 551. He finished T3 and moved up at the end of the year, finished like some tournament and finished tied for top 10 to win the bet. It's insane. Love it. Insane. Yeah. But yeah, so. I mean, insane run by him. Uh, super impressive. And very cool to what, like watch. I mean, and it's a dude you can yeah. root for. You know what I mean? That's what makes it like super sure. fun, like as a fan of any sport. Yeah, I don't think anybody hates Romer. Rombo. Rombo. I love that nickname, too. And then he still carries his uh, his college yardage book. With yeah. a Rombo nickname. 
fucking badass. It was yeah, sticking out of the back. I love it. So bad. Um, oh, love. Holy shit. We're 52 minutes into this. Yeah. That flew. Time flies when you're having fun. That flew, my dude. Um, we talked about drafting some stuff this week. Yeah. And I threw out this, I don't know, almost cathartic idea for me of drafting the worst losses and or heartbreaks in Minnesota sports fans history. You were all in on it. It felt like. Yeah, I am. I got a list. Fuck yeah. So let's go through it, man. I don't know how many we want on draft. We'll call it five. Yeah, let's just do our top five. I'm sure we have similar or the same, and then we have very different ones too. For sure. I can guarantee you we have some different ones. Um, Yeah, it's kind of our way to try and purge. Uh, Obviously, you heard me trying to come up with this betting strategy to alleviate the pain that is being a Minnesota sports fan. And and I think at the same time, we are going to now just put it all out there for yeah. others to listen to and, and really just, again, just purge the pain yeah. that is being a Minnesota sports fan. So I don't know who who we want who wants to go first. Realistically, um, I'm gonna let you go first because I've had a crazy day and my list is sort okay. of incomplete. So you can have the first pick. I'll go second. Okay, cool. Well, um, then my number one overall pick is 1998 NFC Championship game. Okay. Uh, I was eight years old. So that would have been it would have actually been in January '99, um, seven eight years old, whatever. I remember it well. I've watched it back. I watched it in COVID, and a lot of things about the '90s NFL game just drives me crazy. But um, yeah, that's got to be number one overall, man. I mean, the Vikes were fifteen and one, just absolutely rolling. One of the best offenses at the time. They were the best offense of NFL history. They had a really stout defense, a kicker who hadn't missed a field goal all year long. And then it happened right there at the end of the game. Poor, poor old one bar, Gary Anderson. And uh, that single-handedly, I think if you ask any Minnesota fan, is the worst loss in Minnesota Vikings history. Oof, oof. Um, I respect that. It definitely, that's, that's very modern, right? Um, that was to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. That was to get to a Super Bowl. Unfortunately. Yeah. We have been to four. Correct. Right? I didn't get to see any of them, though. I got this thing right here, right next to my desk here. Uh, I think my mom gave it to me for Christmas once. This little shadow box with all the pins of the Viking Super Bowls. And you'll see they're all losses, obviously. But it's a nice little little cool memento thing uh, to see all the failures. So, um, 
you know, 1970, Super Bowl four, lost to the Chiefs. 74, they're back, lost to the Dolphins. 75, go back the next year, lose to the Steelers. 77, they're back two years later, lose to the Raiders. Um, so, you know, that probably seemed like a fun time. Also, um, I know it's part of the history, but those guys had to have jobs in the offseason. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they were like teachers and stuff outside outside of being professional football players. So I don't know if I count it, you know. I mean, they count. I get it. But I didn't see any of them. I wasn't alive. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm going to chalk up. I'm going to take my number one, like, most painful loss 1974 okay and none of us were alive i get that 1974 it was the closest loss uh super bowl nine to the pittsburgh steelers we lost 16 to 6 yep what's wild to me is in our first three super bowl appearances we failed to score more than 10 points. Correct. Yeah, that was our closest loss. We only lost by 10. Otherwise, lost to the Chiefs, 23-7. Dolphins, 24-7. Raiders, 32-14. You know, I could I could throw out the whole, what was that Cowboys receiver who pushed off, right? Like Drew Pearson, yeah, he pushed off. Yeah, Drew Pearson pushed off, you know, isn't called, you know, gets to a Super Bowl, you know, so they get to a Super Bowl, but... I'm going to go with that as, like, the the number one pick for me. Um, sure. Since you took 15-1, and one, I'm going to go 2,000 as my number two, like, my next greatest Minnesota loss. And that's the 41 donut year. Yeah. You get to an NFC championship, and you just don't show up. Correct. That's insane to me how that happens when the vast majority of the team is the same team that was in 98. <laughs> and you can't even yeah. score a fucking point. Just no. incredible. Incredible levels no, of ineptitude there. Like your defense didn't play. Your offense clearly didn't play. What the fuck? Yeah, tough look. What the fuck? That's uh no, that was on my list as well. Um, yeah, it was not now very memorable for me. I do remember that well. I just never remember being like probably at the time more disappointed. Um, but yeah, that one that one hurt a lot. That one hurt a lot. Um, you're going to see a theme and see where like a lot of my allegiances lie. Sure. I, I could make up an easy top five with the Vikes and then I'll give you some of my honorable mentions, but um, my number two then is going to be the 2009 NFC championship. Okay. Uh, again, another team where if the Vikings are in the Super Bowl, they, Win that Super Bowl. 98, no, no. Hands down. Easily. Easily beating both those teams. Like, it's not even going to be close. Like, it's going to be the flip of those those other Super Bowls where they couldn't score points. They couldn't stop them, probably, from scoring points. Correct. Um, Correct. And um, 
So yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be my, my number two is the 09 Vikings. Okay. Uh, Snaking, my number three. I'm gonna play a little soundbite here for you. Oh shit! Okay, for my number three. I hope it. I hope it comes across good. So, um, I'm probably gonna get it. Receive him down the line. Two receivers left and right. Mikel takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Touch. No! Oh, that's an iconic soundbite from from the immortal Paul Allen against the fucking so, Cardinals. Yep, so my number three is the 2003 Week uh, 17 matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. I will never forget that day. I remember calling my dad crying. And I was like, why? Why did that happen? <laughs> why did that happen to us? And I was so like, that, I mean, that that stung a lot, man. Um, so, but that is, that is another iconic PA call. I know people like to use that all the time, that no, no. no. And then in classic Minnesota fashion, much like 09, the Vikings lose a heartbreak loss and the NFL changes their rules the next year. So if you know anything about that touchdown, it actually in today's game would not be a touchdown because Nate Poole only got one foot in bounds and Brian Russell shoved him out of bounds because back then you had to let the receiver come down and bounce, which is the stupidest rule in football oh. ever. And now it's like, oh, he caught it. I can push him out. So it's incomplete, right? So that would have not been so dumb. That would have not been a touchdown. Now they would have been in the playoffs. Obviously, 09, Saints win the coin toss. They just go down the field and they kick a field goal and it's game over because it was yep. true sudden death at that time. Correct. So then what happens then? They change the rules. So yeah, the Vikings are some trendsetters. The NFL is like, ah, eh, we really kind of fucked them there. That that shouldn't be a rule. So we're going to change it. So insane, insane. That's a good pull. That's a good pull. That's a it's a very underrated, heartbreaking Minnesota loss. Yeah, I just got you know uh, I respect the hell out of that pick. Uh, Thank you. My number three. I'm going to go 1992. You may be scratching your head here. I am. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Worst team in the NBA. By far. By far. Should have had the number one draft pick. The lottery rolls around. We end up with pick number three. Pick number one, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Pick number two, Alonzo Mourning. Two, you know, franchise-changing players, especially at yeah. the NBA level. Pick number three to the Minnesota Timberwolves, Christian fucking Leitner. I don't even know what else to say. Tough look. 
It's a tough look, man. That's a huge loss. It's not a loss yeah. in the game. But that changes the trajectory of the franchise, man. And you got to think, we're only one year removed from a fucking World Series title. That's the start of the goddamn misery, dude. That's the start of the misery. For sure. Fucking 92 lottery. God damn it. Yeah, that's uh That's a uh, Who went number 4, do you know? Don't care. Don't care. Would it would be interesting to know because that's yeah. always the Timberwolves are by far the worst yeah. drafting organization no, this is in not, the history of professional sports. For sure. This is not um the 2009 draft where we drafted Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry. Instead of Steph Curry. Yeah. And DeMar DeRozan. This is not that draft. Yeah. While those would have been fundamental as well. Again, to me, 92 takes the top because it is the start of a 30-plus year reign of misery. It set the tone. It set the yeah. tone. So it takes the spot. Takes the spot. Well, I understand where you're coming from. And I will say, I just did a quick little Google search. Right. Okay. And uh, to look at the draft class. So number four was Jimmy Jackson. Uh, number five was Lafonso Ellis. Probably remember him from his days at Notre Dame. Nope. Just kidding. But number six was... Tom, one of the best names, Tom Gugliata. Uh, Googs. Yep. So probably would it, but out of this entire draft class, O'Neal and Morning, one and two, are in the Hall of Fame. Only two players in that class in the Hall of Fame. Correct. Uh, Christian Leitner, Tom Gugliata, and Latrell Sprewell. Oh, are the only other three players in that draft class to be named to an NBA All-Star game. And they all played for the Wolves. Yeah. But again, man, Shaq. So, Fucking Shaq. Yeah, no, I mean, it would have been sweet to be the be the number one pick on the lottery, but they probably still would have taken later. Uh, no. <laughs> Incorrect. Would have taken Shaq. Would have been the Orlando. We'd have had him for five, six years before he left to go to LA. It's okay. Would have been crazy. Because when sure. was KG drafted? Uh, KG. 96? Oh. Nope. 96 was when we. <laughs> 96 was, Ray Allen? was when we drafted Ray Allen and immediately traded him for Stephon Marbury. So we probably drafted KG in 95 or 94. Okay, so I mean, you would if we. I mean, you could have had Shaq and KG for a minute. Imagine that. But also, if you have Shaq, you're probably not getting KG. So why not? You know, probably not how it works out. But either but KG way, KG wasn't fun, number one overall. KG wasn't number one overall. No, I know, but I'm just saying, if you have Shaq instead of Christian Leitner, you're probably winning more basketball games. Oh, 100 percent. 100%. So you're probably not in that draft position yeah. to take AG. Butterfly effect, for sure. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Uh, am I up again? 
Yep. I am up again. I'm going to go one more year. You are. I'm going to go one more year. 1993. 1993. 1993. Any idea? No clue. Oh, yeah, I think I do, but it might have been the the first thing I wrote down, but you go. North Stars. Yep, that is it. It's a huge loss. Yeah, it is. I mean, I... I randomly tweet about it to this day that we need those colors back. Yeah, you do. You know, um, state of hockey, self-proclaimed, lets a fucking hockey team walk. Yeah. Shame on us. I think that's the curse, dude. I think that's the curse. No, absolutely it is. I don't know about Absolutely you. Absolutely, it is. You know, I asked a couple episodes, like, what did we do? That's what we did. We yeah. let, we let no, a, that's up there. We let a fucking hot, we let our hockey team walk, and they kept the goddamn name. Yeah. Shame yeah, where us. there are no North Stars. Shame on us. Shame on us. It's a good pick. You're That's up, a good bro. pick. I was I was hoping to save it for late. So oh no. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, like I said, mine could all be Vikings losses. This is gonna be another one for a stretch. Yeah, and it's really not probably that tough of a loss in all reality because this year the Vikings weren't very good. But week 13, 2002, wow. December 1st of 2002. Okay. Michael Vick, 46-yard overtime scramble against the Vikings. Vikings defenders bouncing off each other. Mike Vick to the left, Mike Vick to the right, back to the left, up the middle. Gary Bertier, Gary Brackett, whoever the hell it was, number 54, bounces off a dude. Corey Chavis with his helmet block and his eyeballs misses. Mike Vick just runs right through the end zone into the tunnel. Doesn't ever stop. Runs up them stairs in the Metrodome, which I've walked down. He just says, see you later. We're out of here. We're heading back to Atlanta. Vikings were 3-9 and at that point. I looked it up, but tough look. Tough look. Go to overtime at home. It was like two minutes into overtime, too, man. It was like, boop, ball game. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number four. No, my number five. We'll get. We'll have to. We'll have to get some honorable mentions. Um, but my number five is in all reality. I get what you're saying. That the stars were probably what happened, but this franchise going to a place where there are no lakes to win more championships than we ever could have dreamed of. The Minneapolis Lakers moving to L.A. That's my number five biggest loss in Minnesota sports history. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. We could go on forever. It's so good. I mean, like, that's not even in the... the honestly, when if you were to ask... The vast majority 
of people like what are the most painful losses in Minnesota sports history. I'm not sure people like throw the North Stars and the fucking Lakers in there. I'm really no. not. Like, I think people like have kind of just moved on and they're so enamored with the most recent misery. That, oh, Ben, you just nail, meet head, fucking pound it into the yeah. fucking dirt, dude. Like, that is it, man. God damn it. Yeah, so the oh. Lakers had won five championships prior to leaving Minneapolis. For sure. They left in 1960, and they were a failing organization because they hadn't won a championship in a whole six years after winning in 49, 50, 52, 53, 54. And at that point, they were failing. And they also had, at that point, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Pretty sure he's still the the trophy for the MVP, George Mikan. Shout out, wore 99 on the basketball court. What a stud. Um. But, yeah, man, I mean, who knows? Maybe they would have sucked forever, but it's just the fact that they leave and then they become that. Since that time, the Lakers have won 11 more. Cool. Cool. Yep. But now that's L.A.'s thing. No. Yep. Yep. So that's my number five. Yep. What you got for number five? Oh, shit, brother. I mean, I have to dive into the pool of the Minnesota Twins. I know they gave us our last title. Yeah. Well, I know I shout out links. Well, yep. Okay. I'm not going to touch that. But in 2006, okay, Twins win the division. They have the yep. AL Cy Young winner. Johan. The MVP. And Joe. The batting champ. I I, I get them confused as to whether or not Maurer was Morneau the MVP, was MVP or Moore. And then Morneau Maurer was. was the Yeah. 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 Uh we get swept by the A's in the first round of the playoffs. Which is indicative. I mean, li- honestly, it's indicative of what our postseason failures are. Our stars don't show up and show out. For sure. it's It's been that way for 30-plus years. You know, like AP... Christ on crutches, right? Like, yeah, dude, Adrian, you know, six yards away from a fucking, the rushing title. Then we go to Green Bay and mediocre performance. Oh, nine fumbles. Christ, how many times did he fumble that game? Felt like eight. A lot. We didn't lose eight of them, but, you know, we lost, we lost them when it counted. Just, and then, like, think of the wild. Like, our stars just don't show up, man. And, oh, fucking A. Fucking A. Yeah, that's a tough look because 
In all reality, 06, that was probably one of the best Twins teams ever assembled. Torrey Hunter locking down center field. Had Shannon Stewart in left, Chuck Jones in right. Uh, the relief staff, you had Everyday Eddie, Joe Nathan coming in. Johan. Oh, man. Good. Like, those were some dudes. They should have, like, yeah. done some damage. They can't even win a fucking game against the A's? Come on, right. now. Come on. Oh, shit. That's tough. That's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, you touched on it. Did Krill score a goal this entire playoff season? Like, the mm-hmm. entire series? He got one. one. He got one. First game. Uh he did score in the first game? I think so. I think so. I might be wrong, but I thought he got one. But then he was... He did have a goal. He did have a goal. But then he was, you know, non-existent. You know? And just frustrating. Especially when you, you know, you look at the fact that the greatest hockey team ever assembled in the history of the regular season gets beat. And then... The abs, which were the, which, you know, in our side of the fucking league were legit yeah. and they get fucking beat. Like, dude, like anything is possible when you get into the postseason, unless. Except for Minnesota winning. Unless your designation of a team is somehow rooted in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Dude. It's insane. It's insane. But- it is. It is. Um, I don't know if you got any honorable mentions. For sure. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit mine real quick. You got a hundred. Uh oh four T Wolves losing in the Western Conference Finals. They were the one seed lost to the Lakers. Sure. That was tough. That was probably like the end of a great era of basketball too for myself. Yep. Um I have David Ortiz on the list. Yeah. You know, couldn't hit, couldn't hit, you know, hit straight ball very far. Curveball, not so much. Sure. Goes to Boston. Fucking legend. Um, trading Randy Moss to the Raiders for a bag of balls. Uh, the Vikings got Napoleon Harris and Troy Williamson out of the deal. For sure. Great return. Good job. Um, the Drew Brees sweepstakes after they drafted Phillip Rivers. He was down to the Saints and the Vikes. Yeah. That didn't go our way. That would have nope. been cool, huh? Watching Drew Brees slinging balls for the purple and gold. For sure. And then my last one, probably not on a lot of people's lists, uh, would have been like uh, week 10 or 11 of the 2019 college football season. The week prior, your Minnesota Golden Gophers knock off. The number four ranked Penn State and Indian Lions. Yeah. One of the greatest gopher games of all time. 100%. Very next week, they're ranked number seven in the nation. And everybody is losing their mind. Pandemonium. They're losing their mind. They're number seven. They go to Iowa City, and I saw the greatest collapse of a football team ever. At one point, P.J. Fleck is getting 15-yard penalties for running on the field to check on injured players, like, before plays are done. 
And it was like, tell me you've never been there before. Correct. And it hurts more because we have a great friend who's going to listen to this and relish in that moment. And I hope he's waving to some kids while he does it. But (laughs) I hate the Iowa Hawkeyes. I hate them. Yep. With uh, more than almost any sports team around. And it's because of their fans. They're the worst. Not you, Dalt, but other ones. I just can't stand them, dude. So that's my last honorable mention. 2019 Gophers at Iowa. Sure. Heartbreak. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I got 2015. You were there. Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh. Shanks' 27-yard field goal. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't make my list because I did live that. The coolest game in NFL history. I got a plaque somewhere. That's uh, tough. That the NFL sent everybody That's who tough. bought tickets. That's tough. Yeah. 2017, Super Bowl, Minneapolis. Uh, yeah. You know, Minneapolis miracle. Riding high. Get fucking blown out 38-7 in the NFC Championship game to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, after scoring on the opening drive. Yeah, after scoring on the opening drive. Essentially go 38 rip the rest of the way. Uh, 2019, Twins won 101 games. Set MLB record for home runs. Swept by the Yankees in the ALDS. Shout out. Yeah, 2021. Wild lose the Golden Knights first round. I mean, like, dude, it just goes on and on and on. 2014, 2015, Wild lose the Blackhawks, second round. Like, Christ on crutches, man. What did I send you? 30 years, or no, 50 seasons of our sports teams making the playoffs and not making it to the championship game. The next closest is 30. And we're one of, I think, what? Six, maybe 16 cities or states with all four professional sports teams. Like, not everybody has the major four, you know? A lot of threes, some twos, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody's got all four of them to look at and lose on. Yep. So. I think, it, you know, just once it'd be a thing. It's not. Hasn't been. Nope. Oh, fuck. Good shit, brother. Good shit. Good shit. That was good. That was fun. Uh, You're welcome for all you sports fans reliving some pain there. Hope we brought back some terrible memories for you. We're just trying to, just trying to purge. Excuse me for the hiccup in the middle of that. I'm about, yeah, nine beers deep and two whiskeys, so. Yeah, my apologies. But, yeah, we're just trying to purge. We're trying to get it out. You know, yeah, I do too. Um, Just trying to exercise some demons. All right? All right? I hope you you all feel like that was a cathartic exercise like we do. Uh, Because it was in some respects. It was in some respects. How did you do last week, last week betting, brother? Uh, not so well. I think I went one for three. Okay. Okay. On. What hit? What didn't? Uh, Braves. Hey, there you Braves go. Braves hit. 
Love that for you. Yeah. Love yeah. that for you. How about for you? Uh, I went two for three. Got the heat money line. Heat are some dogs, dude. Too bad Butler's out now. Um, yeah. That was a nice little pickup. And then Fino won. You know, again, both of those plus, you know, heat money line plus 156. Fino plus 340. Larson cursed him, unfortunately. We have. Hey, hey, what is our deal? I mean, I don't think it's us. I think he's got to stop listening to our podcast and then understand, like, or if you're going to listen, Kyle, uh, do better, pal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, man. 100%. Yeah, no, it's good to get get back into the positive in some respect. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Good weekend. All my bets were plus, and two of them hit, so... Can't complain. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Can't yes, complain. sir. Can't complain. What do you got this week? I'm going to let you go first because I've had a crazy day oh. and haven't had a chance to look. Okay. So fire away, my friend. All right. Well, uh, I am betting on one thing and one thing only this week for this podcast. Okay. And it is the weekend of the OG sports betting event. The Kentucky Derby. Let's go. It's here. It's live. Shout out, Kentucky. Your time has come. This is your weekend. If you're listening to us from the Bluegrass State, Mm -hmm. appreciate you. Have a blast. So my first one, uh, which I'm also going to throw out a little thing here. Every year prior to last year, I had put $5 on the horse with the worst odds to win the Kentucky Derby. Sure. Last year, just kind of spaced on it, and I didn't place a bet. What happened, though? Anybody remember? Oh, the longest odds horse won. So that was a tough pill to swallow. It's like, you know, playing the same lottery tickets every time and then, like, switching them and watching your numbers win. That's how it felt. It, uh, it didn't feel good. So um, trying to go with a little safe odds here, but unfortunately to legally bet in Arizona or at least through FanDuel, you had to download a new app. So TVG powered by FanDuel. The app fucking sucks. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, So I'm going to have to try to do it on the computer, but I got my, I got my locks in. So if you don't know anything about horse racing, this probably ain't going to make sense to you, but I'll try to teach you. So I am, my number one pick is practical move to show, which means I think practical move will place in the top three. Okay. Okay. Love that. Love that for you. Uh, my first. Do you so? Do you watch the Derby? Sorry, I'm gonna back up. Do you watch the Derby? Yeah, yeah, I do. You big into it? I do. Yep. I mean, it starts at uh, I think three fifty-seven my time on Saturday. Five fifty-seven for you. It's a fun little. 10 minute, you know, you turn it on 20 minutes before you get Mike Tarico talking about all the horses as they're walking out. So yeah, I'll get home. I got a, I got a football deal on Saturday till two, probably get home at three. 
turn on NBC and, and just watch the pageantry. Uh, shout out Grandma Babs. I know she's listening to us, and she loves that, too. She just loves watching the horses. and it's, It is a cool thing. I hope to experience it one day in person. I know you have been uh, before. Um, but just seems like a sweet time, man. So, so cool. So cool. Uh, would highly recommend it once. Um, the infield is where it gets crazy. The stands are a bit more buttoned up, but yeah, I would highly recommend that. Um, or may just do it right down there. I, I feel like I've mentioned it. Yeah. Right? Like they shut the town down for four days. Friday is, is the Oaks. And that's where all the two-year-olds run, and and that's a good time. It's it's definitely more for the locals, but yeah, I I love that you're love that you're all in on it this weekend. I wish I could be, yep. uh, I cannot get into TVG powered by FanDuel. So my first bet <laughs> is the Devils money line. They're on the road, uh, and it's plus one hundred. That's just my kind of even money bet kind of following your line a little, it. A little bit um yeah plus 100 to win all right all right all right all right uh my next horse is going to be forte across the board God, uh so that means if it places first you, you're basically picking it to uh win place or show so if it wins you get the you win for win, you win for place, you win for show, you win three bets. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it places, you win two bets. If it show or you win, yeah, you win place and show. And then if it shows third place, you just win one bet. So love that. Fuck yeah, dude. Forte across the board. Across the board. Across the board. And my second is uh twins minus one and a half tomorrow. Uh I forget who they're facing. I think it's Cleveland. Look at that, yeah, at Cleveland. God, fucking Vandal. I know I can't bet here. Uh, twins minus one and a half at Cleveland plus 126. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then my last going back to the well, the horse with the longest odds. Fuck yeah, continuer to win. Continuer. Yep. Respect. I respect the shit out of that. Yep. That's part of my favorite there, too, is, is learning their names. Mm-hmm. You know, for a weekend, I'm going to pretend like I'm a big horse guy. 100%. 100%, dude. And and then you double down when it's, you know, as you get into the triple crown, you double down on these fuckers. You know, you start to learn them. It's so much fun. I love it. That's right. I love That's it. right. Uh, my... My next bet, and it's, uh, I apologize to you, uh, in the Valley of the Sun, I'm taking Nuggets money line at Phoenix, and it's plus 146. Nugs. Yeah, it's not looking good. To, we got to rally the Valley. For sure. For sure. I just like that. They're a good team. Yeah, they are. They are. It's more fun when the suns are good, though, down here, I will say. 100%. 100%. What about you? We good? Is that what all three? Me? That's yeah, all three. I'm good. Yeah. Long, long shot? Fucking fuck yes. Those are the ones that, like, 
stick, in my opinion. I feel like yeah. that, that happens yeah. more often than not. For sure. Absolutely. I'm juiced up for it. Hell yeah. Can't wait. Hell yeah. Um, well, yeah, dude. I don't know about you. You got anything else? I'm all good, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all listening. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Everybody have a an awesome, awesome fucking weekend. Um, enjoy the derby. Go to a party. Organize one if you weren't going to one. They are fun. It's quick. It's fun. Play some bets internally at your little party. Have a good time. And, yeah, get back to even, man. I appreciate everybody who listens. It, uh, it means the world to me. It means the world to Ben for sure. Um, and, yeah, have a fucking great weekend. And we'll talk to you all again next week. Benny, do your thing, my man. You got it, brother. Hey, uh, be good. Have fun. Have a safe Cinco de Mayo. Fivus de May. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate five stars. Be good, everybody. Whatever you do, get back to you. Just like my privacy It ain't nothing wrong If you choosing not to ride with me I got a sidekick You know how Batman Robin be Oh, Bonnie and Clyde My feelings is down to ride I just say the word The dog is jumping the fence I ain't say a word The shorty say give me dance Oh, that was your girl She screaming my government I hopped up the curb I ain't looking back since